It is a great day. It's a good day for us, and it's a time that we can share our love with one another. But you know, the greatest love, and I love the selection, uh, the love of God. I just love that song. The Gaithers sang that. And there's a lady that goes by herself with one of the other singers sometimes. And I've played it so many times, Catherine's gotten tired of hearing it. She'll hear it in the room when she comes in, and she'll turn around and go back out. Not that bad, but I do play it often. I just love, I just love, love to talk about love. And I want to have a message today of love, a message that we can reflect on, not only our love for one another, but our love for God. And I believe that one of the greatest loves in this world and out of this world and has come into the world by way of Jesus is the love of God. And it's rich and pure and wonderful, and it's a great thing to be able to experience that love every day of our lives. So today as we talk about the message of love and there's no other place it seems that we've been directed than to look at the first first Corinthians, the 13th chapter, the entire chapter I want to share with you today. In the name of love, would you stand and let me read to you these verses that Paul has penned and says so much about our concern and compassion and yes, our love. 1 Corinthians 13, beginning at verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, or let me call that love, I am become a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profiteth me nothing." Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her, her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth. Beareth all things. Believeth all things. Hopeth all things. And endureth all things. Love never faileth. But where there is prophecy, they shall fail. And where there is tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, and I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Let me say that again. I tried to put away childish things. For now we see through a glass dim, uh, darkly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even also as I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. May God add his blessings to those words. Would you bow with us once again in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you today for these verses that we can glean from, that we can just look at and listen to, and know, Lord, that you want to speak to each of our hearts today as we become open to your will and ready to respond in the, in the boldness of the Spirit that you'd have us to today. And Lord, we just thank you for these that have come, that you might bless them for that effort, that you might touch their hearts of understanding, and that the surge of love from you all the way from heaven. We'll reach down to Clearview Baptist Church today in this special service 
And we'll be overwhelmed with that that we know that you have in your heart for each of us. Thank you, Lord, for that love, and we sure love you. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Maybe seated. Paul here seems to talk about the preeminence, I can't only say the word of love, the importance of it, and that kind of love that reaches, nearly reaches, even to the heights of heaven. And it will cause us to have a, a greater amount of concern about the love for one another. And, you know, we talk about love for our, for our fellow man, love for one another, love for our mates. And uh, if that relationship is not, has in the equality or the ingredient of love, that relationship will not be as it ought to be. And we see today that marriage will fail without it. The churches will fail without it. The community, the state, the United States, the world will fail and is failing because we are walking without proper love for a fellow man. There would not be a single war fought had love been put in the perspective that God had in mind when he created the world. There would not be all that we're having today, the turmoil in all corners of the world. And I believe, I do not know, and I wonder what God has in mind, but we are walking toward a, another world's war. And it's all because of a lack of love and compassion and concern for our fellow man. Love has an ingredient about it that is, that is uh, pronounced by a self-sacrificing acts of kindness that we should have for one another. The Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, I've often looked at that verse and I said, man, you know, that's thinking a whole lot of the guy next door. But that's what the call is, that we love our neighbor as ourselves. And love is the most powerful force in our English language. And I, I just love to talk about it. And the church, most compelling product, something, something of that sort, has to be love, else we will not experience the results of it because God has made a promise that we will, he will be there for us and we will fall short without that that God has in mind. These special verses that I shared with you here is, I suppose could be a test to us. I suppose it could be something that would challenge us, that would cause us to wonder if we really are a concerned, compassionate Christian that God has in mind for us to be. We think about the Bible talks about trees of righteousness, and we need to be those trees of righteousness that bears the fruit of the Spirit. And what is the fruit of the Spirit? Hope and love is in there in the very beginning of it. And we need to work, walk in that direction. And we need to understand that God wants to water, water us with the, the waters of heaven that will cause us to grow and to have that nurturing that we need to have. But fruit bearing can come from the righteous tree if we're still bearing the leaves of love that we need to have. You know, we look at the trees, the forest, the woods, the yard, the trees in the yard, and when fall comes, the leaves begin to wither and fall. But the tree is still there. The tree, the tree is still hopefully healthy, and there will come a season when it will bloom again. The Bible says that you and I as God's people are to be, uh, there ought not to be a season of love in our lives, that we ought to be that person that, has the love radiating from us to let others know about the joy in knowing Jesus. So we need to hear the call of fruit bearing. And uh, there's a drawing force that can cause us to be that fruit bearing person, that fruit bearing tree of righteousness. 
And uh, the little song, it's, uh, there is a river that flows from God above. There is a fountain that fills their hearts with love. Come to that river that has a vast supply. Come to the river that never will run dry. That is the Bible promise to you and I today. And I, I love the sign a while back we had it. I'm not even sure what, if I don't think it's what's on now, but, but the sign that says that, you know, God's letter or message to us is the Bible. God speaks to us through the Bible, and that's why it is so important to read the Bible. But Paul said over in Galatians 5, 22 and 23 that those fruits is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and of such temperance, of such there's no end to the quality of life that needs to be in our lives if we just let God guide us. Let us be filled with the compassionate love that we need to have. The little boy wanted to give his grandmother a present. So he had chosen to buy a little Bible, which was a kind of neat idea. But he wanted to write something. He had seen people write stuff in the front page of the books that would be presented. So he wondered what he could say. He didn't know what to say. And he seen a book laying on the table in the living room that someone, a friend of his dad's, had gotten this book. So he opens up the book and he says, it says in the book, and he just copied it over in the front of the Bible and he said, uh, this book comes with the compliments of the author. He wrote that in the Bible. Little did he know that was exactly what it was. Compliments of the writer, even the Spirit of God. The infallible Word of God is the Word of God from God himself through people who were so challenged to write down those special truths that we even can glean from today. And I'm so glad that people were caught up in that. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is given in the inspiration of God or by the inspiration of God. And so that tells me that this Bible says a whole lot about what we need to hear coming from heaven. Mary Martin, the famous uh, opera singer, uh, she uh, was to go on stage in, in the the picture the South Pacific I think it was uh, and uh, just before she went on she received a note from uh, Oscar Hammerstein uh, which was on his deathbed actually and uh, the note simply said dear Mary a song isn't a song until it's sung and uh, let's see I thought I could say it but I can't love in your heart is not put there to stay love isn't love until you give it away and she went on stage and did one of the most wonderful performances of her life career. Someone asked when it was over, Mary, how did you, you were so great. It, it came across in a, such a wonderful way. What did you do different tonight? Mary said in a very solemn and sincere voice, tonight I gave my love away. And you know, love is a wonderful thing, but it can be stale. Love is a wonderful thing, but it can be still unless it is expressed in a very genuine and wonderful and loving way. A bell isn't a bell until you ring it. That was another part of the note, I remember. You know, in recent weeks, we've lost friends and loved ones. and Though we still hear the vibration of the voices of those that have gone, we can feel in despair sometimes when we can't reach out and touch, but there is a quality of life that didn't leave, and we need to ask God to help that to continue to vibrate through our own lives 
and continue to be the instrument of God's love that was there in the lives of others we know. The psalmist David said, Blessed is the man and our woman or the person that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor, but his delight is in the law and the love of the Lord. We need to walk in that direction. We need to walk as though we know firsthand about the love of God. And the Bible makes, you know, if God were to give each of you a written valentine, you already have it in your hand if you brought your Bible today, and if you don't, there's one in the pew, and you might want to look at what the valentine God is sending you today. And he simply had a caption at the bottom, John 3.16. Let's read the valentine from God today together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's what God wants to say to you today. That's how he wants to pronounce his love for all of us. God so loved the world. And he came not in the form of Jesus to condemn the world, but the whole world could come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and to know that the message of love from heaven came through Jesus and is still with us today through the presence of the Holy Spirit. May God help us to keep that in track and, and intact in our lives. Well, speaking of the tree of life, we have trees and Catherine's forever having me to reach up and cut some of those old dead limbs off. We have a grapevine, and she'll cut that thing down to where I say, you're going to kill it. But sometimes when there's no pruning, there's no fruit. And I really believe sometimes, and maybe even in your life and mine, and I know in mine, God may need to prune on me a little bit. You know, there's things get in the way. There's, there's a habit, there's a form, there's a something that God needs to do away with. And maybe we need to commit today to ask God to prune our lives. Do away with something that might get in the way. And you've, you've heard me tell before, but I remember so long ago, it seems now, some 20-some years ago, that I was in a position where I, I felt like that I just wasn't totally committed and submitted to God's will. And I asked God, to, to take out of me all I thought I was. And he did that day. He really did. And you know, you can't imagine, unless you've done it, how, what an emptiness you felt. You felt such a void as though uh, you was hungry for something and it wasn't food. And God began to put me in a mental state of existence, as supposing it was in the spiritual realms of my existence, that he began to put back in me some things that would caused me to rise in a, in a new day, in a new beginning, in a new thought, in a new mindset that would cause me to make a commitment to him that I hadn't made yet. I remember we were in business for some 20 years and we began to pastor a church and, and there wasn't room for that. There wasn't room for all that. We were farming too. I remember one, one uh, night about 10 o'clock after from work, going to, out to the barn where I was feeding out some cattle. Vince, you know about that? I had a bucket, a five-gallon bucket of feed in each hand and trying to straddle an electric fence, and I didn't get to straddle it very good. Fell in the mud, and the buckets went flying, and I thought, what are you trying to prove? Sometimes, you know, we do try to prove to ourselves we can still do, and we don't need to try anymore. But I remember coming to the point 
And Catherine and I made that decision that we would sell the business and devote more time to God. Little did I know that 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 one decision would almost begin with an opportunity to go to Frankfurt and stand on the Senate floor and lead in prayer those men that needed to hear about God. When I was through, after the after the, the Senate thing was closed, uh, uh, was it David Williams, I think he was, is that the one? He was president of the Senate then, I think. He came around to me and he, he didn't know. He finally said to the sergeant of arms as it was over, he said, come here. Why didn't you tell me that that was going to be a different person to pray today? And turned to me and he said, I could sure tell that wasn't a written prayer. I said, thank you, sir. That came from my heart, but it was directed from heaven. May God bless you as you direct this Senate. And I believe that God is in control of our lives, but the problem is sometimes we're not. And that causes us to hamper and to, to, to do a little bit of problem with the direction God wants us to do. You know, we need one another. This is Valentine's Day, and we need our sweetheart, our Valentine, our husband, our wife, our children, our families. But we need one another as a church. Read a story about a guy had bought two horses, and as you'd pass the field where the horses were, you could see there's some difference as you got a, caught a glimpse of the eyes of one of the horses, and you soon figured out that one of them was blind. But the owner had an idea. And I remember doing this to a calf I had one time. He tied a bell around the one horse that could see his neck. And the blind horse would respond as the other horse would walk. And side by side, they'd walk into the barn. Side by side, they'd get out into the shade tree. And you know, as I read that story, I thought, you know, God, as your children, we need to take turn wearing a bell. So I want to asked you today if you'll be my bell I'll be yours and we'll walk together and we'll make a de declaration to God today that we'll walk closer than we've ever walked before and we'll hear even his bell ringing and sharing and showing us a way to walk may God bless you as you walk so close that others can see you love the Lord may God bless you today is my special prayer would you bow with me as we pray? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today for guiding us, for walking beside us, for showing us the way to walk where you want us to, for giving us direction in life that without you we'd have taken wrong turns, I'm sure. And though, Lord, sometimes we've stumbled and staggered in the wrong direction, Lord, you've been there to bring us back in that straight and narrow and we thank you, Lord, for that love, that drawing powers of heaven that still is there today. We pray, Lord, that as we come to a part of this service today, an invitation that's not from me but from you, that, Lord, you would cause us to hear the bells of your love ringing and showing us where to go, what to do, and how to stay close to you, that we could hear everything you'd have to say, Lord, and that you would instill in us a faith that would cause us to follow just where you want us to go. Lord, take this your invitation. Let it be to the lost. Let it be to those that are us as Christians for a commitment and a recommitment to you. Let it be, Lord, what you want it to be. In your precious name we pray.
Amen.